We wait for ages for a new new draw and like a bus to come along with a welcome to the lowdown post-match nearly live with myself, Julian Fern and Adam Parks, Darren Rise and Michael Redbourne. I have on guests, we have Stuart Hedron, sorry, joining us and the legend who is Matt Roper. Um, brought in association with Wine and Something, the leading importer of wines from some of the world's finest independent producers. Go to wineatsomething.com. Chaps, have you woken up yet? <laughs> Still asleep, I think. <laughs> so, so, Darren, we, we sort of talked about this on Thursday in the podcast, and I think um, none of the intelligent ones... Um, uh, got this right, I think, because I think you 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 were saying with regards to a three nil fresh in the Col- Colchester. I bet you thought just before kickoff it was going to be the game we saw. What was your thoughts today? In a nutshell, I think I can sum the whole game up by saying there was no cre- uh, creativity. Um, we done nothing for the first seventy minutes. We got what we deserved out of the game. They've got they haven't won in nine. They've got a young keeper making his debut who. He touched the ball two or three times. We didn't test him. Nothing happened. Literally, we were devoid of absolutely everything for the first 70 minutes. And then we only had a 10-minute spell, spell then. And when Wilkinson created a couple of chances and a header that went over, the rest of the game, you might as well have been asleep. It was a bore fest. I, I think, yeah, that's quite, quite sort of strong. But I think early on, we, we had some chances. You know, I think the bit from us, for me personally, I think I looked at the lineup. And the lineup was similar, apart from two obvious changes. Um, and thought we, we, that would be enough to combat sort of a, a Colchester team who has been un, uh, underperforming. Uh, look, when you look at the lineup, you think the, the squad is good enough to beat that Colchester team, as I say, who haven't won in nine and really have, you know, you listen, it was quite weird that it was a, a, a three way commentary today. You know, with with their guy on it as well, so you got a little bit of insight from the other, t- you know, the other side as well. And he was saying how much they haven't created chances. But you know, if we if hand on heart and rose tinted, you know, glasses off for the first twenty five minutes, they came at us like I expected us to go at them. They came at us with tempo. We couldn't handle the movement of the front three. Their midfield was attacking forward, um, and we we offered nothing. And it, it's disappointing. You know, I don't think Abraham's touched the ball in the first. 20, 25 minutes because we couldn't get an outlet where Hector in previous games had been controlling the midfield and offering us an outlet. What we had today um, until Joby came on later, we, we had nothing until that that time. Thank you. And you're listening to the Darren Reisman post-match every Saturday at five past five. Right. Um, <laughs> good, good evening. All. Um, Michael, you're, you're, you're Mr. Middle of the Road. I don't hear you F and Jeff much. From today, who stood out for you? Uh, uh, Thompson and Freeman, once again. Two, two solid performances from both of them on Tuesday night and tonight, this afternoon. Adam, we saw Freeman try, trying to make, make the game go forward. You know, We saw him about three or four <clears> times <throat> take the ball out from, from some centre-back. That, that, to me, is a, is a, is a player that we, we were blessed to be able to sign in, no, this, right, in, in this window. Um, Bit for me, I think we'll talk about it. I think Matt's made a point early before we started recording, you know. But we, 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 do you think we left it too late again to start into sort of play some decent football? 68 minutes, it was the 68th minute until Abraham's got a ball to feet. 
As soon as he got the ball to feet, the ball went out to Wilkinson and we had our best chance of the game. 68 minutes. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Cissé kills us. If that was an away game, I'd be happy with that because it was just nullified. But we're at home. Why are we playing so negatively? You know, uh, the substitution that put Abrams out to the left, surely it would have been much easier putting Brophy up there. You know, that's the time you put Willison left back. I, I was full of praise on Tuesday, 100%, you know, couldn't fault anyone apart from Kipriano's challenge. But today, no, I, I think that team that we played today were, are nowhere near us. They're not up to scratch Colchester and we should have put them to the sword and we didn't. Matt, you're talking about that sort of 68, 70th minute, you know, where... Um, I think a lot of people at home were saying take CC off, um, Mackinac on. A bit of a tr- strange one. I don't know whether Craig Clay's got some form of injury. But I think things starting to sort of change when Joby comes off. We started to move the ball a little bit more freely. Um, some, some more urgency in that midfield. But I, I think, and, and sort of backing on from what Adam said about CISA, I think he, he splits opinions, doesn't he? He does. I mean... You know, last year he's had, what, 10 or 12 games. Um, they weren't particularly tough games. But with CSA, I think most fans thought, you know, he did what it says on the tin. He was there to sit in front of your back four, break up the play. You know, he doesn't need a Hollywood ball in his locker. You know, he, he wins the ball and then he moves it over to more creative players. But to me, he seems very, very casual at the moment. Very, you know, almost bordering on lazy. And and me personally, I think, obviously, I think the commentary alluded to that that Craig Clay has gone straight down the tunnel with a, with a bit of a hobble. So, but I would have personally, you know, if, if it wasn't for an injury, I'd have taken Seesaw and moved Clay back into that position and kept Freeman on and put Joby on, you know, to see if we can make something, you know, like we said, around about the 68th, 70th minute, we did get going. And it's, you know, we needed to get going a lot, lot quicker than that. There was nothing in that game. Colchester have got a, you know, they've, they've created a couple of chances as we push forward. But there was never really going to be anything in that game for, for us to worry too much about Colchester's threat. It was about what we could do to our opponents at home. And, you know, for three quarters, 80% of that game, we just didn't do it. Good point, Stuart. So we had that change. And I think, as, as what Matt said, there, I think it's a really valid point. Mm. Wouldn't you think we could have gone to, especially with our personnel, gone to three at the back? You know, you'd be happy, be happy on Akinoda and Adam at the mm. back. And then, 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 and sort of push on that midfield and go a little bit wider because the thing we haven't seen is I, I can't remember who said it now um, is that we weren't getting balls to a, uh, um, Abraham's feet at all. You know, everything was sort of bouncing off him or, or bypassing him. So, do you think that would have been a be- better play to it at end of the last twenty minutes of the game? Yeah, I, I think I think like one of the one of the things that I wrote down was what you know why is it that if the formation isn't working then why not change it so, you know, and go and chase the game? We're at home, for God's sake. You know, that's the thing that is so frustrating. You know, they, they are in poor, poor form, Colchester, and we should have absolutely put them to the sword. There was too many off, there was too many off players today. I mean, say poor, every single ball, backwards, sideways. Um, and you could see in the first half, Thompson... Was was you know was like almost like shouting at them because there wasn't enough movement in front of him. So I think you know with the lack of movement as well, I just don't. Yeah, it it was a far you know it was like chalk and cheese compared to Tuesday. 
But I think that's a good point. And Michael, I want you to pick up on this. So we did, we saw we saw Adam frustrated a number of times, wasn't he? You know, the old um, no movement in front, no movement in the front, and that that sometimes all boils down to Cisse. But we have to be we have to be honest and look at a couple of things. Okay, whatever that was. Um, so I've, I think on sort of we came out of the second half a Dan Kemp free Dan Kemp free kick which Sam Ling was the back the back post and just didn't quite get his foot on it. Then we had Joby and Connor down the the, the, the right hand side of the pitch, some good movement again. Nothing comes from it, but all these things are starting to lead towards this sixty eight minutes and we started to do something. I, I think do you, do you, do you feel that more and more we. We try to play football, which we control, controllable game, like we do. Cisse, as we do, that's, that's his role. He gets it, pass it, left, pass it, right. Never sort of pushes. Do you, do you think teams are now coming to our nine? Actually, we can get around that now. He's he's not he's not the midfield general that we we, we can we sometimes get in other other uh, clubs. Do you think for use for you now? Rossi's interview said Cisse was natural to come back in there, right? And this is the last time I was coming around the houses here, but sorry, I just got my point clear. Do you think we will continue to see Cissé play a red shirt, red shirt if Hector, after Hector's red cards, when he come back? Because for me, we played, as Adam has picked out, we played that ball forward, even with 10 men on Tuesday night. And today, it was just so, so dead. Totally agree. I can't see Cissé coming back into that team. Um, it wouldn't have even been anywhere near that starting eleven if it wasn't for Hector's red card Tuesday. Unfortunately, a little bit of a rush of head for Hector Tuesday, but it's, it's, he's going to learn that. Um, but I, I don't know what what we can do to change it, really. Um, we've got Clay um, and Freeman are always going to be that attacking front in front of that defensive mid. Um, I agree with, yeah, perhaps we could have dropped Clay back in but and bring Joby on. Is that going to work for the 90 minutes? I don't know. That's a good point. Matt, you've been around the block a few times in, 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 in and around football clubs. Do you think Ross sees that? Do you think Ross sees what we see as fans in regards to CSA's, um, I think your word was lazy, but I, I know you're not being sort of negative with that. Do you think he sees that or, or, or he, he sees the good stuff that he asks him to do from the training ground? I think it, it would then go back to Tuesday, mate, and that he obviously did drop him, didn't he? And he put Hector in. So I think he's, you know, with, with any manager experienced or otherwise, there's going to be a point where, you, you know, it, the, the, the player tests the patience of, of a manager or a coach in terms of his performances. And I think, you know, we've already made the point. Michael's just said it, you've just said it. I think, you know, bearing in mind, okay, he's, He's had to come back in today. There possibly was an option you could play Clay there. Obviously, Cissé is the natural one to go back in there. But you know, you, this is where I, I, I think we all struggle as sort of football fans and, and, and with our heart over our head, is that the, the guy gets a chance to get back in because of Hector's rush of blood. And what Cissé done today in 90 minutes to stamp his authority back in that, back in that sort of starting lineup. You know, to me, it, it just showed straight away that Hector would be the first name back on the team sheet when he's available after his suspension for CCA, because his performance for that first half an hour on Tuesday, he he did what CCA was doing when he was on loan last year in terms of breaking up play, but he had some drive about him. He had some ambition to get forward. He, you know, he was quite quick on the turn. I think they mentioned it on commentary on Tuesday about when he had the ball, 
the minute the ball's going into feet, he's looking up, he's looking around him. It's little quick left and right turns. And that can be a, you know, I think in a game like today, that could be the real key. Having that ball sort of in that middle third, moving it into your central defensive midfielder and that little shift of pace, that little sort of, you know, maybe a bit of youthful exuberance from, from someone like Hector could be the could be the real key of opening up wide, going down the middle. That could have been the real key today to to sort of drive us on and try and get the, the goal before we're sort of panicking the last 20 minutes and, and having to look for a goal, whereas it might have come naturally. So, so, Darren, I think that goes back to the other point where the frustrations from Thompson as well, where looking in front of him and no one was coming or, or, or giving space. So he was driving through into that sort of bird to try to make something happen. So I just want to talk about him as a player, right? Um, we've seen him twice now. Um, we've seen him, he was told he hadn't played much football. Um, to me, he looks a phenomenal, phenomenal purchase, or not a phenomenal purchase, a phenomenal find for us. What's your thoughts on him? He's the kind of missing link when the, you know, we, we were looking and crying out for someone with leadership at the back that can read the game, that can actually, you know, as you just said, look up, see what's going ahead and actually try and motivate others. Um, yet he's probably as frustrated as we are as fans to say, come on, I'm doing my bit. Who else is going to help me out? Um, and, you know, he will, that, that, you know, the back four, do we say 11 players had an off day today and we only sparked when Joby come on? Or do we say, hold on, it was, you know, just the odd one or two and, and, and Cissé. Cissé was poor, we know that. And I said at the very beginning, um, which you've all just agreed with me, by the way, Julian, is that if Hector had been on uh, the pitch, it would have been a different game because, you know, there'd been different vision and, and everything else. You know, I think, you know, it's just a bad, bad game, wasn't it? So, in answer to your question, he brings he brings everything that we wanted to happen, but everyone else let him down. I'm just thinking of watching that sort of... Um... Parish Council video I saw on YouTube last night. I'm just trying to put you on mute or cut you off, and I can't. So it's a shame there. Stuart, um, again with Abrahams, a player that we brought in on the, on the lastminute.com to, to help us out with our injuries up front. Um, does, he, does he fill you with confidence for a, a player that's going to put some balls in the back of the net for us? Um, I think based on today's showing... Um, he just didn't think he didn't get enough service. I think that's the thing, you know. You know, the proof of being a pudding when you know he gets a little bit of service. Um, so um, yeah, just yeah, not entirely convinced at the minute. But uh, look, listen, I hope it does work out for him. Um, and I think he looks more dangerous out on the side. I must admit, you know, running at the defenders, um, whereas being like the central striker maybe he's not the right one for him, you know, in this formation. But why is it that Rost will just not, you know, change it, change something? I, listen, that's a hard one. So, Adam, just quickly coming to you on, on another player that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, Dan Kemp. So, Dan Kemp seems to be an all-set piece general now, isn't he? He's taken over from if Joby's off the pitch. Um, and he went off against, I think it's the second game he's gone off, isn't he? You know, subbed off. For me, I, I just felt he, he was a little bit lacking today in what I've seen previously. I, and, and again, I'm happy to be shout, shouted at. Um, do you feel for there's a lot lot of pressure on him? But the, the other point I wanted to pick up on is the point you raised earlier. 
that that natural fit for when we moved him off is to take Brophy from left back, push him up the field and start to run at their defence. Because we saw every time we saw Brophy get up further up the field, they're not, they couldn't control him, but he was getting balls back into the box. He was getting into the, getting into the area. Do you think that, I know you said, you know, that element living a bright fit, but what's your thoughts on Dan Kemp for this game in particular? He was quiet today. He was quiet today. Um, he was pretty tidy. But at the same time, he wasn't really making an impact. And to be fair, as, as the, the whole team, I think the team would have had to have gone to church, get a decent cross today. I'll be totally honest. Because I just think, you know, our crossing is abysmal. Uh, you know, we play some really great football, um, getting up to the last third of the pitch. And Dan Kemp, everyone just did what, one decent cross today. Uh, and that was it. And no one was there for it. The, the Colchester guy made a point uh, on commentary about uh, when we, I think it was the last 10 minutes, we got uh, Mackinac was bursting into the box and put the ball across. And he said the only guy that was in the box was Abraham's. And that's with Dan Johnson on the pitch. So if you're at home and you want to get promoted, you want to get in this top seven, well, it wasn't that bad a comment, honestly. Um, if you want to get top seven, that's the game you've got to be fighting to win. And we played that game... If we'd have scored early, we would have won that game 1-0. But, again, it's not. It was rubbish. It was poor today. Poor. Matt, we, we saw Ross, or, or we heard Ross was uh, demonstrating against uh, two decisions made by the ref. One was the, the, the I think, two corners, actually. Um, in your opinion, Ross's decisions today, were they the right ones, or do you think he, he actually had a bad day at the office? I think actually today, I mean, look, you know, social media is rife with this Ross in, Ross out, and you know, is he the right manager? I think today, to cut him a bit of slack, I don't think there was a great deal. You know, he, he put out a side that was capable of winning that game. The bench was strong. Um, I think today, really, you've got you've got to look at the players. There wasn't enough inventiveness out there, and and the and the players we had out there today, even without people like Danny Johnson, who obviously you know came on with. 15, 20 to go. Probably wasn't enough time. We're going to see the best of Danny Johnson now, hopefully in the you know, the next game. You know, he may well start. To me, you know, there's only so much a manager can do and the players have to take some responsibility for this. They have to be inventive. Like, you know, you, okay, Joby comes on half every... We just spoke about Dan Kemp. You know, he's, he's a new guy in. Um, you know, he's got a, a long contract. You won't want to throw the book at Dan Kemp today, but Dan Kemp hardly touched the ball. Tristan Abrams hardly touched the ball. To me, up front, the only thing we had really was the, was the ball into Connor Wilkinson, who, who, to be fair, I thought Connor today showed that he was, you know, he was the only one really trying to do anything on, on that right-hand side. He would cut back in, he would cut back out, he's trying to get across to get a few shots in. You know, where the rest of the, the sort of front five, if you like, there was just nothing, you know, we've said it all now, there was nothing there. And I think, you know, I, yes, Ross, obviously, tactically, he's the manager. Can he can he change things? Can he, you know, can he move Brophy up front on the left-hand side when Kemp comes off? I'm sure there are little things in hindsight that we could always do and not do. But I think really today, the criticism for a, a, what is a poor nil-nil draw has got to be levelled at, you know, several players out there for just not doing enough over 90 minutes. I think that's a fair point. I think that's that's a point that, as you say, the manager always takes it on the chin because he's the guy at the top of the tree. But reality is, he set that team up to, and we all sitting in this call 
And we all believe that team should have won that game. That's simple. There's not like a... Even with Cissé in there, it's that that team should have still won that game by a couple of goals easy. A couple of goals easy. Yeah. So, so Darren, um, um, we don't normally talk about the next game, but we, we talked on the podcast on, on, on Thursday and we our score predictions. We all said the Carlisle game is going to be the difficult one. Do you think, like, we, we played against... Uh, we played 10 men for, what, 70 minutes or so, whatever it was, on, on Tuesday night. So the players really put a shift in. Do you think some of it sort of today were a little bit leggy because a lot of those players did play above? And if that's the case, going into Tuesday, do you feel that we potentially are going to hopefully come back from this and, and play better? Or do you think still it's going to be another real tough game that we're going to, if we don't make those decisions right on the pitch, we're going we're gonna to actually get spanked? I think you said it on the pod on Thursday, you know, can we have snow and lots of it, please? Um, and right now, I think that's exactly what we need because it could be a mixture of leggy legs. It could be a mixture of tiredness. You know, Carlisle was never, as Matt said perfectly, you know, pre-game, you look at that team against their team, we should be winning this game hands down. There is nothing to say that we shouldn't have won, as I predicted, two or three. And I think everyone on the podcast predicted it and you go through... Some, you know, Twitter before the game, everyone's predicting a two or three, thinking that we would not coast it, but it will be comfortable for us. So, you know, you, when it, they crossed the white line, what went wrong? Now, if they go with the same attitude as, you know, is Hector back on Tuesday, potentially? So if he's not there, yeah, you've got the fact then, uh, are we going to have Cissé in the middle? You know, Carlisle were at the top of the league or in the, uh, you know, in the running for this, you know, the league and the automatic promotion with a number of games in hand because of the way they play their football. And if we turn up like we've turned up today and not the fighting turn up that we turned up against Crawley, then, yeah, we'll get turned over, unfortunately. We don't want to be turned over. We don't come on this show to, you know, to, to, to rinse an individual player or to have a go at anyone. We see it how we see it. And, you know, Tuesday night could be just as embarrassing um, as some of the other shows that we've had to do because we just haven't turned up. I love the way your voice raised in. I don't think it's you naturally. I think you just the, the Zoom call. So, so Stuart, from you, man of the match, in your opinion? Um, I'd go for Thompson. Yeah, Thompson? I, I thought he was commanding. Um, yeah, and I thought, you know, he brought, the, he brought the ball out well, made a couple of really good challenges as well, was trying to get the team going. Um, so, so, yeah, I'd go with Adam Thompson. Adam, what about you? Agree. Um, up to 70 minutes, I would have said it would be between him and Freeman. Um, but Freeman faded, so it's got to be Adam Thompson. Michael, you in the same opinion? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly what Adam just said. He faded out of the game, um, but Thompson kept on going and going. It does, feel, it does feel like a dance in a nice um, skate-off, isn't it? Everyone's back in the better one. So, so Matt, Matt, are you going to sit in that Thompson camp? Uh, no, I thought he had a very good game. He was very solid. But uh, as I said in my previous comment, I, I'd give it to Connor because I think, he, you know, he, he, we've all said Thompson tried to get, get it going. He was probably one of two and, and Wilkinson was the other one. And I think it was a very close run thing between the two of them. But I thought, you know, Wilkinson really, really put that, put that effort in. You know, he did get back and defend as well. There a couple of times he, he ran back. And I, and I think I, I'll give it to him. It was hair's breadth between the two of them, though, really. 
You was dodging there, Darren. I take it you're 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 a Connor man on this one. On um, yeah, I think he, as Matt just said, he came back and defended as well as created the couple of chances that we actually had. Um, apart from, I thought Akinola was good in the first twenty minutes because he had to be because they came at us with tempo. But as you say, Freeman or Wilkinson, I'll go with Wilkinson. I'm just just nudging it. I think that just quickly, just to sort of wrap up on, I think I've seen a lot of that with with him over the last few games. He's definitely putting a shift in for the team, not just um, losing the ball and allowing it come back on pressure on on, on the defensive and the defensive mids. He's getting back in and doing his duty, bringing the ball back out again. It is a player that, to me, um, worries that we won't keep that quality because he has got quality. And I think Orient's allowed him to to shine since playing for us. And, and there'll be definitely be teams out there looking at him. So, guys, thank you very much. It's, it, we, will do, we will have a phenomenal... Yes, Adam, before we go, I'll let, I'll let you end up. I just wanted to, um, to send our condolences to Simon Feldman's family. Um, Definitely. Uh, he was such a, a lovely guy. Uh, a great ambassador for the club, and I and I was stood. I, I stood during the stream when and, and clapped with everyone else. Um, he'll be missed. I'll miss him. Uh, a lot of the Lane Orient supporters, cricket club, will certainly miss him. Um, a, a real legend, and uh, rest in peace, Simon. Well, well said, Adam. Yeah, and our thoughts and prayers go out yeah, to his family, family and friends. It, yeah, it's, it's a sad thing when anyone passes away, but someone that has made a, such a big impact on um, Leighton Orient and and the people of Leighton Orient. Uh, so, um, on that note, guys, I'm going to wish you all well. Please keep safe and keep happy. Enjoy your your rest of your your Saturday evening. And not a great performance by the Orient with regards to getting us back up the league. Yes, we've got a draw. We haven't lost. We haven't lost too many points and we haven't sort of gone backwards, so which is pleasing. Chaps, thank you very much. And thanks to our friends at Time 107.5 FM and the Wine and Wine and Something Company. And um, please stay safe. We look forward to Tuesday to snowing, lots, not anything else. Uh, and more importantly, and keep it happy and up the O's.